Welcome to the Life is Relationships podcast, where we share biblical truths about marriage, parenting, and discipleship. The desire of CTCI is to see individuals and families restored in their relationship to the Father and for them to be empowered to have thriving, godly relationships that impact the communities around them. Hey everyone, and thank you for joining today's episode. We have with us very special guests, Larry and Susan Pons, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, AJ. It's good it's to, be to be here. It yes. really is. Good to see you again. It is always a pleasure when yeah. we get the opportunity to spend some time together. I don't get to see you guys nearly enough. We were just talking before we started recording that um, that you have some family over in the Nashville area, yes. and it just came to light that it's only about 15 minutes away from where Amy and I live. So we'll have to make sure that we can can catch some dinner or something next Absolutely. time you're, you're visiting in town. And we just need to connect with your family there. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. yes. But today, we want to talk about in Train Terrain, um, you talk about disciplining children and how you have to think outside the box when disciplining children. So when it comes to, to walking through that process with your kids, there are a lot of different approaches. Is there any one right way to provide discipline? First of all, AJ, we have to realize that God disciplines those he loves, and we are God's children. So... If you say the word discipline, sometimes it just brings up such a negative, you know, connotation. But I think, first of all, you have to know your child. We have four children, and in their growing up years, it was pretty much different with each one. One you could look at, and she would melt. The other you would have to chase around the house. (laughs) And then with our sons, that was a, a totally different category, you know, of discipline. But I think that discipline is to have lasting effects because that's what God wants in us when he disciplines us to have lasting effects. And the way he would discipline you, AJ, would be, I believe, in a different way than he would discipline me. But he would make the point. (laughs) Well, I uh, just to follow up on that, Susan said, God disciplines those whom he loves. And so that's the right way to discipline. You discipline out of love. Mm-hmm. Every aspect of discipline has to come from love. And, it, and I really I see uh, parents not disciplining their children, and I don't think that's love. Right. When you discipline, it has to be out of love. So if that is the key, if you really love your children, you will discipline them because God disciplines us. He disciplines those whom he loves. So that's the, uh, that's the right way. Everything, every discipline ought to be out of love and caring. And so, Larry, when you're talking about how every discipline should be out of love and caring, that kind of leads into my next question here is that is there a distinction between discipline and punishment when it comes to walking through these things with your children? Absolutely. Uh, I really think that the the element, the real key to discipline, uh, uh, the difference between disciplining and punishment is the word reconciliation. When there's no reconciliation, it's punishment. Because once you discipline a child or once there's punishment, there's a separation. And if there is no reconciliation, then it's, it remains as a punished separate act. Uh, there, there is a, a separation between the parent and the child. But once reconciliation occurs, you know, we, we would make our children say, you know, well, at the end we say, I, I say, I love you now. Do you love me? And so that answer had to be honest and sincere. 
Uh, and so in making sure that, but reconciliation to me is the key between the, the difference. And, you know, I think we look sometimes at the word discipline as just punishment, but discipline is, is training also. If you're in the service or other, um, other aspects of life, or you get a new job, you have to discipline yourself. And discipline, I feel like, uh, is training, and I believe discipline produces lasting results if you're training your child. Punishment is mainly for the moment, for an action that is just, that deserves, you know, we're not living like that, and you you know, in this house. So to me, that is a, a difference between discipline and punishment. Punishment, yes, can be discipline, but I think we need to look at discipline not just as punishment, but as training. I love that, that it's not just punishment, but that through the purpose is to be training. So it's not to punish because that can cause division and separation, but discipline provides restoration yes. and training. You're doing it out of love. Yes. That's the purpose you're doing it for. So you've got to, we go back to your first question. If you love your child, you will train them up in the way they should go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when they get older, they will not depart from it. It's a, it's a promise. It's scriptural. And when you say that it's out of a place of love, oftentimes there can, there can be parents that end up feeling like they're um, that it's the 500th time that their child has done such and such a thing, and there's this exasperation. What kind of tip would you give a parent to ensure that they're disciplining out of love and not out of frustration? Well, one, one of the basic criteria of disciplining your children is not to do it out of anger. Uh, if you're, uh, now, it doesn't mean that you can't be angry, but you're not doing it out of anger. You're doing it out of love. <laughs> Whatever your children can do, they can embarrass you, they can... They wait until the opportunity arises and just do it in front of people. And all of a sudden, that can make you angry. But if you realize that you're training them and the discipline has to occur for that training to uh, to work, you, you have the right attitude in it. But if you're angry and you discipline, then it becomes more punishment. You understand the the difference becomes very clear when you're doing it out of anger. And then you just – I've seen parents discipline their children and then walk away. You know, well, I, I dealt with that, but they're not dealing with it because there's an internal thing going on in the child that's not, not corrected. And so you want to make sure that you are, are smoothing that out with them each time you discipline. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense when you talk about it's, it's never to be done out of anger, but that it is, it's intended to be from a place of love. And so because of how things are in not just in today's world and today's culture, there's a lot of very strong opinions in different directions about spanking or grounding or whatever kind of discipline people are looking at with their child. But what are some ways that parents can discipline creatively to have lasting impact? Like what Susan, you were saying, it's it's to have lasting impact and that one child, all you had to do was look at them. And for another child, it was there was a, a much more lengthy process to bring about that discipline and restoration. So what are some creative ways that parents can, can look at or that you have seen work throughout the years? Well, it, it, it goes through uh, all of their life. Uh, the, the fact that we are uh, looking at, at doing this creatively, the, I, I, 
a father once asked me uh, how I came up with so many creative ways to discipline our children. I mean, the only answer I uh, gave him was God's grace. I mean, I didn't try to I, – I never set out to – either one of us to set out innovative forms of discipline. We just thought of things that what, what's going to be have a lasting impact. Uh, I, I just sought the Lord for wisdom and guidance. Uh, he's the creative one. He was creating before there was time, and he still is. Uh, he sits on the throne, throne and says, I'm built, behold, I'm making all things new. And so he gives you new ways to do these things. So we so throughout our life, uh, to, just to spank or just to do the same thing uh, every time, uh, it can be effective, but it's more effective when all of a sudden you uh, – it's almost a shock treatment. You do something different. Uh, I remember we had two of our children who would just – they would always kind of yap at each other. It was one of the sons and one of the daughters. Uh, but one of the, the creative things that we did was that uh, when they started doing that, we made them hug each other and try to have their uh, argument in front of us. It was hilarious. It was creative. But they because it, it, it worked. Well, and and one of the twins couldn't stand to hug his sisters, you know. So, so they he had to hug her while he was talking to her, and it really it was very effective. We only had to do that two or three times. We never had to do it a hundred times. Uh, so uh, that that was a creative thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember that when the when the girls were uh, teenagers when they were in school. I, I don't remember if they're uh, junior senior. Uh, whatever, but uh, we we kept getting their, their room was a mess, and we kept telling them to clean up their room. And so they left off school one day, and Susan and I decided hey, we got to take care of this. Uh, we got to make it effective. And so uh, we got some black garbage bags, and we gathered up all their clothes and put them in the garbage bags, and then put them up in the attic. So when they came home that night, they they uh, they walked in the room and they said, "Wow, our room is clean. Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Whatever whoever did it." And so the next morning they got up. And there was no clothes. Uh, they were dressing for school, and and we said, oh, "Yeah, we got rid of your clothes because we kept telling you to pick them up." And they and they just looked at us. You mean you know, as a as a junior or senior in high school, and you have to wear the same clothes back to school. It just was was not the most popular, popular. thing to do. But uh, so that lasted that lasted a day or two. And uh, let me tell you, they started cleaning their rooms uh, after that. But it, it didn't demand punishment. It didn't demand – we were just very calm about it and say, no, you just can't have your clothes uh, back. Uh, we, uh, they didn't know they were in the attic. They didn't know if we had taken them and given them the goodwill or whatever. But anyway, that, these are creative methods, but they have a lasting impact. That's why creativity is good. Yes. I remember uh, with one of our daughters – she was supposed to have written a paper. She was in the sixth grade, I think. And she called me from school and said, "Have you look and see if you can find my paper. Well, I turned the house upside down. I looked for it. The teacher at school, you know, she was concerned about it, all of this. And it ended up uh, she was lying. She was lying to the teacher because she was saying that Something happened to her paper at home, whether the dog ate it or, you know, this sort of thing. And when we finally figured it out and confronted her, Larry had her sit down and write out from the concordance the scriptures on lying. And it took her several days. And she periodically, she (laughs) brought, I'm sure, it it was, and she had to do it after school each day. And so 
every now and then she'll say, you know, I still have those papers online that y'all made me write out. And that has had a lasting effect. And you know what? She learned the scripture as well. Let me tell you, there are how many, there's like two pages in a concordance, tiny print online. But um, she had fooled everyone. And then Larry had her apologize to the teacher and to her classmates because they were the, all looking for the it. principal was too. Oh, <laughs> so the principal. Really, yeah. I mean, she had the whole school, <laughs> school looking for this paper, which she down. had not written. She had not written it. <laughs> One of the things, uh, again, lying was such a, uh, a crucial thing for us to teach our children not to lie. And so we wanted the impact. And so when she had to write down on hundreds of scriptures, but she had to memorize 31 of them. And uh, she could probably still quote. She's this was uh, this was thirty six years ago, thirty almost forty years ago, yeah. and she could probably quote you those scriptures today. Victory, hallelujah! Well, those those are fantastic stories, but I love that they they just show the differences in how people can approach disciplining their children in a way that is out of love because you want to see the impact and the life change for them, not just because it's a behavior that you want changed, but because you see that what you're doing with them right now can have impact on the rest of their lives. And that uh, you said earlier that, you know, you went about it in a very calm manner. And I think that can be really key for for parents to be able to approach this in a calm manner. It's not a big reactive thing. But it's just walking in love and saying, look, this is the consequence of what you did, and we're going to walk through this, and it's because I love you. The, uh, the, you're, you're hitting on a key word in this, the consequences, uh, and you want the consequences to be effective to where they're lasting. I mean, can you imagine if you're speeding and the highway patrolman would pull up beside you and walk up to your car, and all of a sudden he would just get so emotional. Why did you do this? What are you doing this for? I'm so angry at you. You, you know, I can't believe you've done this. Well, he would not do that. He would. He usually says, "Hi, sir. It's a beautiful day outside. And just write you that ticket. You know, license and registration, it's, it's please. The, it's the consequence. You 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 cross the line, and you you know you broke the law in this case." And you have to suffer the consequence. And, A.J., if I can just add here, I think if we look at our nation, if we look at the church and even the world, really, we have created a monster in that we have adults now, even our ages, who never had consequences. And so they've been able to go through life without boundaries or borders in their lives, and look what it has produced. We're a drug culture now. We're a, what our eyes see, what our ears hear, what our minds think. They've gone way past God's uh, discipline and boundaries that He has for intends for us in our lives. AJ, hey, we can go. We can go on way and on with stories and story. But, but let, let me just go back to the point that. that most parents don't know what to do, but Susan and I are in agreement. We both sought the Lord, and when you ask the Lord, He will answer those kinds of yeah. prayers. He will guide you and give you creative moments so that you don't have to do the same old thing every day. And where it has an effect on your children that they don't forget, even in their adult age, they will not forget those forms of discipline. Thank you both so much for your time and for just sharing. I hope this is encouragement to any parents out there that are that are struggling with this, trying to find the things that will have lasting impact 
as they continue to lead and grow and guide their children. Amen. Thank you, AJ. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one, and we would love if you left us a review. For more information about CTCI and our upcoming programs, be sure to check out ctcilife.org. This podcast is a production of Christian Training Center International, and it is produced by AJ Selby and Seth Stradling.